great. But here's what he did. Rhyme it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Oh, please just rhyme it. And he really gets into it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Yes, of course. We will you don't even have to think about it. So let's rhyme it today. Rhyme it. Yes. We are going to rhyme it. Just What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Rams Brothers. I'm your host, Dean, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother and the other fantastic hosts of this show, Nick. And Nick, two games into the preseason... More joint practices coming up this week, but first and most importantly, my brother, how are you? I'm good. Preseason game was bizarre, um, as they always are. Uh, you know, I'm kind of tucked away right now. Got a flash flood <laughs> warning on my phone. Hopefully Hillary doesn't take too many people down this weekend. Yeah, prayers to everybody in, in Los Angeles, obviously. Prayers to everybody in Hawaii, everybody that's dealing with any type of storm, any kind of ramifications from the storm. Hopefully you guys are bunkered up and comfortable, and hopefully there's – uh, not too much damage to your homes and everything like that. So hopefully everybody's safe over the next week or so, because it seems like it's going to be tough in Los Angeles. Nick, I just looked up the weather report. So it might be tough for practice, might be tough for uh, what Monday, Tuesday looks like it's going to be really tricky in terms of the weather. So all still TBD this week. Yeah. How you doing, Dean? You just had a I'm draft good. this weekend, fantasy draft. Nick, I'm good. Nick, I'm good. I had a fantasy draft uh, the same night of the Rams' second preseason game. I came away with, I think, three or four rookies. I wanted to go young with my squad the same way that the Rams are doing with their roster right now. So, I, yeah, I feel like I'm in a good headspace. I think I'm seeing a lot of conversations about the Rams being one of the worst rosters and not being deep in certain position groups. And I think I'm just overly optimistic, maybe not just because I'm a fan, just because I see opening lines like Rams and Seahawks at six and a half. And I, you know, I want to start putting on some, some money and some bets. And I think my optimism is going to then trickle into the season because within this preseason game, Nick, I feel like I identified, or we, I mean, we both really did. We identified five or six players that we feel like can be top contributors for this season specifically. And it stems all the way back a couple of years ago with a couple of draft picks three, four years ago, right, guys that immediately need to step up now and a couple of guys that have been big contributors over the past couple of weeks. So, yeah, I've, I've been good. I'm, I'm ready for the season to start. I looked at the calendar. I'm like, how is how am I going to get through these next two weeks? We'll you, know how, you know how I work. I'm ready to go at all times, a million I know. Miles I mean, I have my Jaguars and uh, Ramsey mug, like already switched into my rotations of mugs so I can like, you know, start getting back in like football, football mode. Uh, Big fans of the pod will remember last year when I was all over the Jags in the playoffs. And then we got to witness that great, like one of the most fun comebacks ever against the Chargers, which is great because F the Chargers. Um, Before we get started, like breaking everything down, I just want to say there has been – which is odd this summer, at least in the South Bay where I live, just a lot of Rams love. I'm seeing a lot of jerseys, seeing a lot of like hats, um, just like, you know, it like flows right in. Like it looks like a Dodgers hat. I think a lot of people are just like, it's becoming like vernacular um, just to have Rams love and less and less chargers, which is crazy right now because it, you know, the Chargers look like the better team, if if we're being honest. If you were to compare them, like one and yeah. two, 
But it's just nice to see that winning that Super Bowl, like it it was gonna come down to a race to who's gonna win the first Super Bowl, Chargers or Rams, I think. Yeah. And the Rams yeah. got in there and they got it done in the new stadium. And now they are the LA football team. You yeah. know, like it is clear and obvious. So and it would have felt a little it would have felt a little detrimental if San Francisco won the Super Bowl in your own stadium or if the, or if the Raiders had won a more recent Super Bowl or another team that has a lot of transplants like the Dallas Cowboys. It's all been 25, 30 years since either of those teams have won the Super Bowl. So it did work in our benefit. And then you see the Raiders and, and, and the Chargers and teams of, you know, fans of other teams kind of come into the building. But for the most part, it seems like it is holistically Rams and the Who's House Chan is strong and all those kind of facets seem to be in place, which is another reason why I'm optimistic about this season is because it seems like a lot of the hard work has been done. The the relocation, all the Jersey drama, all that kind of stuff is behind us. And it's very much just focused on finding, you know, four or five foundational pieces throughout the, the preseason that can contribute to the, the overall roster on both sides of the ball. And Nick, starting with the offense, I mean, we could talk about Stetson Bennett probably for the next 25 minutes. He is a great, great talking point. The national media likes to, to talk about him and speculate and compare him to some of the other quarterbacks that are rookies that are getting some snaps in the preseason. But it seems like he's developing a nice little connection with Tyler Johnson. Um, and I think that's going to earn somebody like Tyler Johnson uh, a job at the bottom of the Rams' receiver depth chart. But, you know, you really kind of – we talked about this in the, the previous episode. You really wanted a second chance to be able to evaluate Stetson Bennett when he had a more capable tight end active. And Davis Allen, eight catches for 53 yards, to me was the star of the show offensively. I mean, when you look at somebody being able to replace Higby one-to-one, I want to see more inline snaps and, and capabilities as a blocker. But for the most part, I was like, Davis Allen can catch the ball. A catch radius is solid. It looks like he's going to be a solid player. Yeah, everything with Stenson right now, They'd say, like, the whole thing with him was he is – he's kind of a vet already. He's been in the college system so long. He's already 28. Like, he should be, like, ready to go. But just like any other rookie, it seems like, you know, he needs the quick plays so he can get in a rhythm. Yeah. You know, he, like, he leans on the tight ends. Um, he can get flustered, like, very easily if, like, you know, pressure's coming in really tight. And he's pick-happy right now. Like, he – they're like it's preseason, so the defense is like dropping a lot of picks, but he should have realistically like four interceptions right now. Um, on yeah, he only the has record, he has four dropped or three dropped interceptions, one recorded. Um, so but it it is fun, you know, like that little um play they did where he got to like sneak in for a touchdown, right? And stuff like right. that, like. It feels like fun, exciting, and young, and there is definitely room for improvement. But yeah, you're right. Like him and Skoranek, I thought had like a really nice connection there on that like sidearm little Stafford type throw. So yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I you, you see I'm good excited. things out of structure. Yeah, you see yeah. good things from an arm angle perspective. It was yeah. that third series. Do you remember that the third series in the game? I thought was really impressive because he went Stetson Bennett went five of six. And then you saw momentum. He was building momentum, coming in and out of the huddle with guys like Ben Skoranek, guys like Tyler Johnson, guys like Davis Allen. Um, and then there, Whit, Andrew Whitworth, Nick, and I think you're going to love this, made some, some solid comparisons when it comes to Jared Goff and Stenson Bennett in terms of how he likes to play fast, and this is what you just alluded to, and getting in and out of the huddle and just kind of being better once the ball is snapped. 
which is the same kind of player that Jared Goff was. Maybe analytically behind the scenes, he wasn't best at recalling plays and having a picture-for-picture memory the way that Sean McVay does, um, and not many people do, right? So that's kind of the compliment that you award a player that you know has a really good feel for the game. And I think that's what you get in in a veteran presence in Stetson Bennett. And I think that, you know, there's plays that you really kind of hate. Like there was a play right before the half on a third and seven where the Rams, um, I think had to avoid some pressure. They were in the red zone. Uh, oh, no, this was the one where they, they had the possession right before the half. And it just the play kind of broke down and he had to operate out of structure and made a throw across his body that I was really uncomfortable with. So that body of work is still there in terms of comparables with Jared Goff. But when it comes to just playing football, two guys that are good at doing it, you know, yeah. maybe maybe yeah. not the best in their class, um, but so far, 60% uh, completion percentage, two touchdowns and interception. You noted a couple of them have been dropped, but a passer rating of 75.7 through roughly five quarters so far. So you look at the sample size and see where he could be. It's not terrible, um, It's but it's not, I don't think it's to the level of like an Aiden O'Connell Right, some other guys that we were recruiting, some of the other rookies uh, that went a little bit later in the draft. So, I think the bag is still out. I want to see more with Davis Allen. Let's, let's say that. Yeah, I don't think the Goff comparison is warranted outside of his rookie season, really, and like yeah. and like the season following up because I think he just has since matured and no longer. Oh, completely. It was very yeah. much a comparison about the early phases of their games. Right, right. But for that, for that, yeah, I agree. I the only other thing I just want to add, I feel like there is just some just like shakes that kind of have to just be like rattled off just because it is preseason. Like we don't need to be taking anything like hundred percent serious. I feel like if we get to the point where um Stafford goes down this year, you know, knock on wood, because obviously we don't want to see that happen. I think our team is gonna operate very similar to how it did last year with Baker Mayfield, where it's like you can definitely be in more of these games than you were with a John Wolford. So for that with Stenson, I mean, that's kind of all you can ask for right now. And I think that's what he's providing. That's what we talked about all preseason. And that's how we justify the draft pick. Yeah. If it, if it was, you know, 85% of what Baker Mayfield was in the final four or five weeks of the season, then it's a successful draft pick because right. you needed uh, a decent backup to be able to fill that void. And you know what? Like, um, that play where I was talking about, we, we just went back to the red zone series when that third series where Logan Bross was just getting bullied off the line of scrimmage and dislocated a few fingers during the week and joined practices and twisted up his ankle on that long arm pass rush that he just got bullied on. Like that to me is a little bit scary, but I feel like when it comes to the offense holistically, when you get to the red zone and when you get to some of those more difficult downs and distances, right? The third and sevens in the red zone, when you have skilled players and you have legitimate weapons, those kind of situations fix themselves because skilled players make plays, right? So, I mean, it's it's kind of a difficult evaluation. I'd love to see Stetson with the first-team offense, but I would also not love to see that, right, for the reasons that you listed because you, yeah. know, you don't want to see Matthew Stafford out, out of the game. And I think a lot of that's going to come down to the offensive line, right? Like it's Alaric Jackson is now your, your stabilizing left tackle. And you know what? It's a little bit different from years prior now where you're going to see some starters like you saw in this past game. You saw Alaric Jackson, your starting left tackle. He started, I think, played the whole first half of this game. And then Steve Avila. I mean, this is the kind of kid like Davis Allen that could be a blessing and a foundational player for this team. 
Um, and he's playing his ass off. And then you got two competitions between center and right guard. I mean, I don't know what the hell's going on with Joe Nopum, but yeah, it doesn't sound like it's good. No, at all. He's like missing time, and they're not really talking about like how he's missing time. Maybe it's something that has nothing to do with like injuries. So, yeah, yeah, and you know that's that could be another thing. But you have to be able to stabilize that unit as much as possible. You got to be able to be as big and as efficient with as much continuity as you possibly can be with that offensive line, which is all Andrew Whitworth wants to talk about during the broadcast. It's like, how do we better protect Matthew Stafford? And it's with size and stability, right? Guys that are durable, that can actually, you know, stay within the game and, and you know, aren't, aren't going to make the kind of play that Logan Bruss just made. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking for that. And, you know, I like, saw a tweet that said, Bruss is sus. And I was like, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> you get it. You live through Among Us. So that is good Twittering or good good Xing. At this I point. wish I could remember who it was. I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah, you, you made me smile. And you know what's what's really going to help out Matthew Stafford, and you know what's really going to help out potentially uh, the offensive line is a solid run game, right? Because somebody like Ronnie Rivers, um, you know, behind a, the top preseason offensive line unit was pretty impressive. Like I'm starting to think that Royce Freeman doesn't even make the team because you go Cam Ram, Kyron Williams, and then you go Ronnie Rivers, and then potentially Zach Evans. Ronnie Rivers and Zach Evans both potentially would play special teams for you, so it doesn't really make any sense why you would keep that fifth running back. Um, but it, it's it's given these guys Sony Michelle retiring and Royce Freeman coming into the fold has given you guys everybody fans I, coaches a longer yeah. look at some of these these younger backs. I was somewhat crossing my fingers in the sense that we might get Zeke if we could get him like on cheap or something. It's like maybe just like come to LA have like a fun year. But yeah. you know hey, it's if New England so if New England likes to bring in veteran backs, I think it's it's nothing to poo poo. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I think I, I, maybe there were even conversations about it, but it's just like just all of those guys like it's Cam Akers and then it's really like a crapshoot. And the fact that they lost Sony and they brought in that guy from Houston. So I really, really, really don't think the run game, if Cam Akers is giving you nothing, you're not, I don't think you're really going to get much truly. So, right. Right. And I, we're going to get into the defense and, you know, and how they played in this game, which is not great. It feels like the Rams, if they're going to be a team that's going to, you know, win half their games or more, they're going to have to score a lot because I don't know who this defense is going to be able to stop. And the way to do that is to trick people up with that by and starting with like a good running game and then being able to, because they, they, they're, they're scared of the run. Then you can throw it downfield and whatnot. So. Right. Yeah. It's, it's going to be tricky. I think that, yeah, it could be a little scary. I think the defense, and I think a lot of it is, is schematics, right? Cause I think that's, where a lot of people are concerned is the the scheme that the Rams' defense runs. It, it allows for it allows for yards to be gained. You know, it's it's the bend don't break. It's the same methodology that we've all seen. But I think they're adding layers to it, and they're adding sub packages. And guys like Quinton Lake as a dime linebacker is somebody that I think they just did a really good job scouting. Like I think that's a play, it's a hybrid player. It's a versatile kid from UCLA. It's a guy that was essentially in your backyard. You didn't overthink think the pick and you got him on day three and he's a guy that's contributing. He made a play, a highlight that I couldn't find, but he was a dime backer on the opposite side of the field, snuffed out the run 
and, and broke it down within two yards. Uh, it was a really, really impressive run stop. And for a guy that, you know, doesn't have a ton of experience in the league so far, that's exactly what I'm looking for. And then a guy like Trey Tomlinson, you know, you go to the defense. Trey Tomlinson is, is somebody that is really impressive so far. I think he had a play coming down the sideline. I actually have the highlight for us right here, Nick. Hold on, let me show First you. quarter, sinks to the logo, lofts the ball, down the left sideline, over the top and broken up by Tomlinson. I mean, stride for stride, hip to hip, yeah. he's on top of him. Uh, he's a guy that was a little bit undersized, but when you can have these, these technical aspects of your game locked in and you're that kind of player that is just a gamer, wants to stick his nose in the ball, those are the kind of results, and I think that he's going to be a player that can be a starter. So there's your third guy that we've yeah. found so far. Yeah, a lot of what Raheem does and, like, schemes up, it's like you can beat us on, like, three-yard gains. Like, great, take a three-yard gain, take a three-yard gain, take a three-yard mm-hmm. gain. Like, that's fine. Like, we're not allowing anything explosive. Yeah, of course. And that's when, you know, that's when you had Jalen Ramsey being able to stop anything over the top. But now, I mean – Stenson getting completely outdueled by the Raiders quarterback, who's making these like, like I, what was it like upwards of five completions of like over twenty five yards? Yeah, or something? yeah. Brian, Brian Hoyer had a couple of, of deep uh, passes that were really were deep, really nice passes. Yeah, no, he's in, he's been a decent back. There's a reason and he's not, been in the league for so long. He has been, and there's but a reason also, why they have they have him and they drafted Aiden O'Connell because Jimmy Garoppolo's arm, I think, is is seventy five percent of Brian Hoyer's on a good day. So yeah, I, it's also like sitting back there with so much time, so much time. Yeah, which hopefully when Aaron Donald, it, that's funny, your glass completely was gone by the green screen, so it looked like you were drinking <laughs> nothing. Um, but hopefully Aaron Donald can go come in there, and I'm sure he will, and and you know disrupt a little bit, but. I mean, it's going to have to be a big disruptance because it looked like he had so much time and he's just like dropping darts all day. And it's like, I think the yeah. Rams are going to have to win in these games where like week one, my favorite bet on the board might be over in the Seattle. Um, yeah. Yeah. In the Seattle Rams game, because I don't, I, I don't think we're going to win, but I think there's a shot that we put up just like a bunch of points. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I mean, for, for as many skill players as they have, I mean, you're going to get Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, and you're going to get DK Metcalf, right? And you're going to get a dosage of all three running backs. And I think they yeah, have a pretty who are all tight. young and hungry. All young and hungry. They're going to be tough to see. I was going to be really tough. So in that regard, right, like we can look at some of the young defensive backs. And this is why you have to bring in some of these guys. Like Akella Witherspoon was a great free agent signing. But like between Darion Kendrick and um, – and Jacoby Durant and Trey Tomlinson and a couple of these undrafted guys like Cameron McCutcheon made a few nice plays on the ball. You know, there's Tanner Ingle, there's Jordan Jones who got a little toyed with in this past game. But like, you got to be able to match up one for one with these guys. I think if Robert Rochelle, Nick, was 70% of what Jalen Ramsey was, we'd be talking about one of the best young defensive back groups in the league. But then you transition over to the defensive line and you look at guys like Kobe Turner who's not getting off the ball that quickly. And you're relying on get guys like Van Valkenburg around the edge and Bobby Brown, Nick. Like I, all I'm doing when I watch Bobby Brown is I'm just hopeful he could be a one-to-one replacement for Sean Robinson. No and shot. he doesn't seem like he doesn't seem like he has that same motor. Like he flashes. He has moments where he looks like Sean Robinson. He's roughly the same size as Sean Robinson, but he's not the same kind of player. And it's the difference when you, you find somebody that is looking for a second contract who's a top tier pick in the draft versus somebody who's a fifth, sixth round guy. Yeah. Um, but I, I still have confidence that 
that they could do a little bit of that. I just don't think that they're that tough up front. It was funny in the broadcast, McVeigh was just preaching uh, more violent hands at the attack. Like you could see him, it's just like, we need the hands at the attack. Um, yeah. Which, and, you know, you know, maybe, yeah, you have to be able to do that. Maybe Jonah Williams, Marquise Copeland, Ernest Brown can fill the Greg Gaines size hole in our heart this year. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, possibly. Greg Gaines, the hole that he left in my heart is, is pretty, pretty large. Um, and, you know, you just need a really good balance of somebody who could play nose tackle and somebody who could play three tech like Aaron Donald opposite of him. And just guys that have the versatility and uh, ability to be rotational pieces. Like, you know, when you, you know, guys, when they come in, when Bobby Brown comes in or Ernest Brown comes in or Copeland, they know their exact assignment and playing with smarts is going to allow this team to, uh, to 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 make pay dividends like later on in the season. If you're smart, you're not you're not being penalized. You're you know you're stacking and shedding off of blocks in the second level, and you're getting off the line of scrimmage the way that you should as a defensive line, and you're rushing the passer. Good things are going to happen. Um, yeah. It's you're just not seeing a ton of it. And you know what, Nick? Special teams doesn't do us any favors. No. How many field position? How, many, yeah. how pissed off would you be if you're a defense and you're like, all right, the offense stalled. You know, we got a, we got our punters punting the ball 65 yards. Shout out Ethan Evans for hitting Yeah, that was the one thing I wanted to bring up that I loved about special teams. Like, bombs back there. Bombs. And then 20 yards after the That's after what I'm the saying. That's what, I mean, how pissed are you as a defense where you're like, oh, we got him all the way pinned back. Oh, shit, he slipped all the way to the 45. And now we have a shorter field to defend. And yeah. it's more likely that we give up more points. So the offense is pissed because they couldn't keep the drive going. The defense is pissed because they have a shorter field to defend. All the fans are pissed because nobody likes to see people missing tackles. But then, Nick, like, that's why I talked about Quentin Lake, and that's why I want people that are going to be able to follow that formula and follow that kind of energy, like, you know, big balls. Get in there, make a tackle. Like, that's what you have to do on special teams. We talked about this week over week. And Quentin Lake, um, in the return game, has been doing some really good things. So I, I just hope that that is kind of copy-pasted across guys like Robert Rochelle, who seem it's to just, just like run down the field and wait. Can't yeah, stand it's, it's just a lot of unproven, young, and early football mindsets where I think a lot of the thought process is either just like kill, 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 or just like get down there like as fast as you can or – but like yeah. everything from the kicking team seems fine, which is probably most important. I would argue. Yeah, I mean the kid missed one field goal. Um, right. We need to see more. Yeah. Four years. And you you have to I really actually totally miss. forgot he missed that. Field goal. <laughs> yeah. You have to. He hasn't missed an extra point. You have to That's, miss bad, and you have to bar. miss. You have to miss bad, and you have to miss consistently to yeah. get to find yourself out. Well, that. that's two misses now, right? Out of two games. Yeah. Did he miss one in this past game? Oh, he, oh, he no, only missed no, no, no. I, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was talking about. Because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't remember him missing one this past game, and he didn't. So I was right. Yeah. But yeah, you, it, it, you are special teams. Um, it's special teams. It's like it's like stealing a base in baseball. It's like the only you can only mess up really, kind of at least on defense and like with kicking and punting. <laughs> so you have to do the thing that you're supposed to do. You play for a very small portion of the time. Yeah. Just get in there and just steal the base. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the way that I feel, too. It's like a 37-yard punt return is equivalent to giving up 
stolen bases back to back, right? You're not even yeah. looking at the pickoff. You're not even looking at the base runner as the pitcher. You're just letting the guy. That's maybe not a great one-to-one sports metaphor. Comparison. I don't think it is either. I've just been. It's. I'm just trapped on crappy. You've baseball. been watching Shohei Otani all these all these days. Yeah, we're yeah. just uh, we're trying to find our way through the preseason. It has been a lot of fun so far. I'm so glad that you guys have been a part of it. Hopefully the background situation is a little bit better in this episode. So um, happy but- you brought that up, Dean, because I was going to bring it up. If you follow Rams Brothers, you may not know this, but there's a whole saga about, like, we're trying to make it a more visually appealing show on YouTube. So like and subscribe on YouTube. But every comment, it seems to be about our freaking background. And it's like, you know, change this, change that, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got a Steven Jackson jersey back up there. I'm sure some idiot's going to be like, not idiot, because everybody watches the show. Great. But some guy's going to be like, hey, get a uh, L.A. Rams player. Don't, don't, don't make it a St. Louis. And you can't win. But it's fun to, you know, it's fun to mess around and just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, it's fun. We have fun with all you guys. It's always a blast. We just want to have more conversations about the players and the coaches and stuff that's related to the actual team and not our, not our personal backgrounds. But right, regardless, right. regardless, make sure that you guys ram it. <laughs> like and subscribe. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening, guys. You all rock if you like and subscribe. Everybody rocks. Take care. Thank you. Peace. Go Rams. <laughs>